Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 81 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my well-rested and mainest man, Willie Sailor. Willie, yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's popping? In, Come on. I'm in flow jail this morning. You're Oversl- in what? Flow jail. Yeah, you are. I overslept a little bit. <sighs> SMH, but that's okay. We need, we need a well-rested... It was a long couple days. We've been in. So I tweeted last night there's going to be a big um, change on flow. Next Monday, we're launching a new a new site, um, a new version of the site. And oh, yeah. uh, so we've been in a lot of meetings. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. That's coming in the next couple of weeks. Willie, if you're having trouble waking up, might I suggest a child? Um, because mine wake up at around six or a little before and start singing the 12 days of Christmas really loudly. That would actually, I would, that would be pleasant to wake up. It actually kind of, it's, it is pretty, it's pretty dang cute. I wake up to a kind of Chihuahua Terrier mix Uh licking my face. (laughs) That's not bad. There's worse. (laughs) A loving dog. So Willie, it's a. You know so what? he failed me this morning. He, he failed you. Where was he at? Did he not have to go out? I don't know. So we overslept, and we're coming at you an hour late. But that's okay. Um, you said last, uh, last show, which was yesterday, that it was kind of a lighter week. But it really isn't. Even in college, there are some monster duels coming up. We've got Rutgers, Iowa, Nebraska, Rutgers, Ohio State, Missouri, Wisconsin, Penn State, Bedlam, UNC, there's a bunch of really big ones. So we're gonna get to those. Um, but what do you want? What do you want to start with, Willie? Well, it's Iron Man week. Heck yes. You know it. It um. It kind of serves as there's there's been some high school stuff already around the country, um, smaller stuff, but Iron Man sort of serves as the first you know kickoff to the season every year, um, and uh, a lot of the most of the big dogs in the same pool. Uh, it goes a long way in determining national title, national team title. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Me and Brock and Ryan Holmes leave for that tomorrow morning. Preview will be out at noon with the seeds and everything in there and our picks and some commentary and stuff like that. But um, I thought we'd talk a little bit about it here too, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you keep them honest with those seeds? Sometimes they get out of pocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I – Every Tuesday, the week of Iron Man, um, 
I'm privy to the seeds and I, I give my feedback and stuff. I don't have final say for sure. I don't have final say, but um, you know, you win some, you lose some. I advocate for certain seeds and and um and Corey Haddad and he he advocates for certain seeds and Dan Fickle, um, they all do a good job, you know. So uh, you win some, you lose some. I thought. I thought there's some questionable. I mean, there's always going to be questionable things when it comes to seating, you know. Yeah. Um, and some coaches are going to get mad, and other coaches are going to. So, some some coaches handle it better than others. I think, though. I mean, there's some there's some coaches that will fight for everything, right? They're like, "Well, my guy should be seated here, and he has more points." And um. And I, and then you know I'll go like. Yeah, you're right. He should. I say, you know, this coach is right. This guy should be higher. And then they move him to a certain spot, and then that same coach is like, yeah, well, now he's going to hit this guy. <laughs> quarters. Hey, man, come on. You won, you right? Want, leave, it, leave it go. You want to draw the bracket or something now? I mean, come on. Right. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, that's, it's always fun, though, to, to do the seedings. Yeah. Sometimes. So some some of the marquee weights, there's quite a few, really. I mean, the lightweights are insane. Um, but 145, Verclearan, Carr, Rocky Jordan, and Xander Wick may be the weight of the tournament. Your thoughts, Willie? Oh, well, it's definitely the best four, especially, but definitely the best group of four at the top. And um, that was one where seating was a thing too. Um, some people thought that as a returning finalist, Jordan should be higher. Other people thought that, you know, I, how do you, Jordan, Jordan was a returning finalist at a weight, you know, like three weights lower. So there's all that kind of stuff goes into it, you know? Right, right. Uh, but Verclearan ultimately is probably going to get the one. Is that right? Yeah, the Verclearan got the one. Jordan is the four. Okay, so wow, they'll hit in the semi. Yeah, that's insane. That'll be a great one. And David, well, we, I mean, you also have Wick and Carr in there, right? Who are they? Two, three. Wick is a two. Okay. Carr is a three. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that's gonna the semis if they get there. I mean, obviously we see upsets every year at this tournament and many others, but those will be the tough thing with a lot of the St. Paris Graham guys. Um, and I guess it's getting a little bit better, but the Jordans in particular, you know, I mean, they have their philosophy. They stay home. They, they don't. They don't go to a lot. You know, they don't go to Super Thirty Two or Flow Nationals or Fargo or um, certain, you know, th- certain things. And and so you don't know really what they are right now. Now they've had such a track record of being awesome that <laughs> you just assume they're going to be awesome, right? But largely, the only thing that you have to Based their expect your expectation or their seeds on is that is that Ironman tournament. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know that's it's definitely one yeah, they so, circle on their calendar. Right, like Alex, like Alex Marinelli has been going to more stuff. He went to Super Thirty Two last year. I mean, I guess he doesn't go to a whole lot, but it's it's a little better than what St. Paris Graham guys have done in the past. So you, you have a better gauge on what he is. You know, um. But that was at the end of the day. That was how it was. Verclear and Wick, Carr and Jordan with top four seeds at one forty-five. All right, talk about my guy Colton Schultz here at two twenty. The, the 
eighth grade phenom a year ago. Now he's a freshman. Gets invited here. It looks like a fairly tough field at 220. Is he mature enough to go with these guys? Uh, yeah. Is he, is he a well, favorite but, here? Is he going to win? Uh, he's such an international style specialist. Or maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe he's just I would good say that. I would say that there's three guys that I like here. Stencil? Stencil. Stencil's damn good. Um... And then Janny, who's a six seed, I, I don't, I think he should be higher than the six seed. Um, and Schultz, who's a seven seed, Janny was a state runner-up last year to Jordan Wood. Um, yeah, so no, no, no harm there. Schultz wrestled, you know, Schultz wrestled good matches with Gable Stevenson, Stevenson, who beat Wood, um, and Wood beat Stencil. So can Colton Schultz go with these guys? Absolutely. Wow. It would be something to see a freshman come mm -hmm. in and win an upper weight. I mean, it's one thing to see him win 6 or 13, where it's mostly younger guys. But here, he is... Well, okay, so the way the seeds are set now, Schultz is a 7. He gets a, a, a sophomore, or no, he gets a senior from um, Ohio in the quarters... And then he gets another senior from Ohio, Jack Meyer, who's a really solid kid. But, I mean, Schultz, Schultz is going to be in the finals. Yeah? Wow. Wow. So there, we could we could see, you know, we see it. You know, we've had two four-timers with with David Taylor and Zahid Valencia. Yeah, I'd pick Schultz in the finals. Now, I, can, he, can he beat Stencil? I don't know. Stencil's, Stencil and Janney are legit, man. They're legit. Not that Schultz isn't, but you can't. I can't sit back on a radio show and say he's going to beat all those guys. He is for sure going to beat all those guys. I don't know that, but um, I think he's in the mix there. Interested to see Nathan Traxler down at 182. Um, mm -hmm. He and Renan look like a very likely finalist matchup. Do you give Traxler much of a chance there against Nikki? Um, hmm. Well, Jacob Warner is going to have something to say about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got Nikki all the way for sure. Um, Traxler's tough. Traxler could make it interesting if it, if that would happen to be his finalist. Do so you think Warner oh. might, might knock off Traxler in the semi? Yeah. I mean, heck yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, of course, Warner has this kid, Chase and Blair, a junior, you know, but you, you, this, but Chase and Blair took fifth in California State Tournament at an upper weight, right? Fifth in California State Tournament as a sophomore upper weight is nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty tough. And then he went and won NHSCA. So um, that's who Warner would have in the quarters. The winner of that would have Traxler. And then there's also Michael Beard in there, and Renan has beaten Beard before. Um, but uh, is, I is mean, Renan I, I have, the biggest – is Renan the biggest favorite any weight here? Hmm. I believe the answer is yes. Um, well, well, you know, Traxler, Traxler and Warner are really good. Yeah. There could be, could be a weight I'm overlooking that um, has a super stud and the field is a little thinner. I mean, Marinelli. Oh, yeah. It's probably Alex. I mean, let's see. Marinelli... 
is obviously the one seed. It's, it's and, right, Wyatt and, Sheets. And, and Wyatt Sheets and Justin Thomas are the two and three. Um, and Wyatt Sheets and Justin Thomas are really good, but I don't – like if you're – Alex Marinelli's a bigger favorite than Nick yeah. Green, I think, just because um, Traxler and Warner are probably rated a little higher than Sheets and Thomas. Right. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think it probably is Marinelli. Um, just but, but only because being compared to the field, I don't know who's, you know, in a vacuum better. I think both, mm-hmm. both guys are superstars. In so the one thing that always, um, one thing that always, now we're talking about these, these certain weights, and one thing that always hits at Ironman is you get some um, casualties, right? Um, some football casualties. Now, Kevin Bowe, Kevin Vo is ranked number two in the country at heavyweight, and, and Elyria is here, but he's out. And um, dang, I assumed that it was football, but you know, Bradkey looked it up, and Elyria was out of the playoffs in like early November. So um, I don't know. Maybe he's just not ready yet. I don't know. Whatever the case is, Kevin Vo is out. Um, and then I don't know how ready he'd have to be to win this. To win, this. he is so good. Well, I for yeah for some reason whatever the reason may be, Kevin Bowe's not entered. Yeah, uh, that's a shame. We all like watching Kevin Bowe. He's uh, tell me he's good wrestling in college, right? We're not gonna lose him to football, are we? I don't. I don't know. Let's find out. We'll find out. We need to find that out. I. It's, it's sad enough that um, Odegazua is playing football. Not sad, but you know, I would love to watch that guy wrestle in college and in international styles. I mean, he is. He's amazing, and Vo is so good as well that, you know, I hate losing those those upper weight guys. So, yeah, and okay, so it isn't exactly football that we're losing um, that some of these guys aren't here. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly breaking news or people know this, but Chris Weiler, Chris Wheeler is out for the year. Ouch. 170, he's ranked, I don't know, two or three in the country for Wyoming Seminary, one Super 32. Looks great there also. He looked great, right? right? I mean, he was. I mean, Chris, he's him. he's always been good. He's always been really good. Um, he keeps getting better. But man, he looked awesome at Super Thirty Two. He looked big. He looked strong, technical, and um, yeah, tore Lanebrook in practice. He had to get his had to get that uh, surgery on that. So he's out for the year. Mm. So <laughs> huge. Uh, this has huge team title implications, right? Because Seminary's ranked number two. Right, right. And that's a, to so, have a big gun out, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, two guys out for OPRF. Isaiah White, I think, is taking his boards, is what I heard. Okay. Take, taking ACTs. Um, that's what I'm told, anyway. And Jay Rent, for whatever reason, Jay, Jason Renteria, um, fat boy. His daddy calls him fat boy. Um, he is not. In the field, so um, I'm told he'll be back, and there's no season-long thing for him. So good. Those are the guys that are out. So that's Iron Man. It's looking pretty daggone good, Willie. Um, little jelly, you get to go there. It's gonna be an awesome, awesome tournament for sure. You were supposed to go, but what? You had to switch off or something? Yeah, I, I'm trying to keep my family together here. <laughs> be, yeah, I'm gonna be gone all next week, so I'm uh, gonna have a. First weekend home with the fam for a while. But I'll be watching Iron Man, no doubt about it. All right, all right. So, yeah, um, you know, you have Blair there, talking team race. Um, Blair there, OPRF is a little 
little off what they were last year and the year before, and they're missing guys. Um, Sem's going to be without Wheeler, and I don't know. You know, the the Jersey schools can't start this week, so that's why they're. If anybody ever were wondering why, like a Jersey schools aren't aren't at Iron Man, it's because of their start date. Jeez. Um, all these crazy rules know, from these different states. They screw stuff. They screw stuff up. A lot Michigan of Michigan and Jersey. Uh, yeah. oh, come they got, on. They got some goofy stuff going on. Indiana, Michigan. Michigan just holds Minnesota. Minnesota is terrible too with their rules. Um that's why, you know, anybody that wanted to wrestle Apple Valley when Apple Valley was at the top had to go there. Yeah, Apple Valley couldn't go nowhere. Um I, you know, I think that's a trickle down effect from some of the other like basketball. Like Right. Um but yeah, uh, thankfully, we can get you know we'll, we'll get a mix of the Jersey schools at other events. Beast of the East, who's number one duels, dude, is gonna be it's gonna be legit. By the way, who's number one duels? We're doing it for the first time this year. It's at the Palestra, January sixteenth, and there's four of the top five. The only one that's missing is is Wyoming Seminary because they had a previous date. They're, they were locked into a date and. Um, and then we have Lake Highland Prep coming up from Florida, but oh, nice! But Clovis, Bergen Catholic, Blair, Becca, um, so that'll kind of settle it there. But but again, you know, um, well, this transitions pretty smoothly into your dual team rankings because you know wrestling is a unique sport where there's a very um, very apparent differences in strength of dual meets and tournaments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. So right. talk a little bit about talk a little bit about your new dual rankings, brother. Yeah, what do you think? Um, <laughs> we knew we were gonna do them this year at some point, and rolling when you roll out dual rankings, it's kind of tough to know because, well, first of all, some teams have not even wrestled duels, like they have not even had one, like Wisconsin and I want to say Penn. A couple a couple teams haven't even wrestled a duel yet. And uh, not only that, even if they have wrestled, a lot of these teams haven't hit um, a lot of rigor. Now, I, th- I think this year is actually a little different than in years past. I mean, Iowa has hit Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has hit NC State and Iowa. You know, Penn State hit a top six team in Virginia Tech. So they, they've hit some. Mm-hmm. But the way I figured it, and, and we'll see how it plays out over time as uh, – you know, as with my individual rankings, it takes a little time to get locked into a process. Um, still figuring things out here, but you don't you have to use at the start the tournament rankings as at least a framework, a general idea of where the teams approximately fit, and then you kind of start with that, and then you you jockey around based on dual results, and so that's ultimately what I've done. Well, yeah, you you for those that don't know, Christian is super analytic and reliant on on results like and that's why he didn't do dual rankings to start the season because it's all projection right like you don't know you you have certain guaranteed commodity proven commodities um but you don't know really where this this serviceable starter stacks up right and how that's going to play right Right, just because um, you're better at a weight, I don't know how that's gonna go bonus wise and yeah, 
So um, Christian wanted some data, and now we have some data. And now the rankings are there. But, yeah, I think you have to take – I think the way you do it is you, you refuse, like, no, I'm not going to project, right? I'm not going to project. It's the same reason why guys are a lot slower to get into rank. The freshmen, the freshmen are a lot slower to move up for you. Right. Right. Uh, the, the, the Mickey Jordans are a lot slower to move up for you because, um, no, I'm not going to project. I'm going to, I'm not just going to assume he's good because he was good in high school or because he, right. So, so when, so when Micah Jordan's five and oh and pins five people, um, some rankers, I guess, or some people would say he deserves to be up there. You know, he's proven, he's proven he's, he's doing what we thought he would do. Well, there's other rankers that, and Christians, one of them that needs to see it, right? Like, you just, you have to move up based on beating ranked guys, not just being who we thought you were against unranked guys. Exactly. exactly. So the same, the same thing in your process for dual rankings. Right, right. Like, um, so Oklahoma and Rutgers are two teams that have the, the biggest disparities in their tournament rankings compared with their... Um, dual rankings. Rutgers, of course, strengthened by their win over Cornell, jumps them into the top 10. I mean, because the way I, I see it with duels is I can just take these at face value, right? Like, you beat Cornell, you beat uh, Oklahoma, beat Michigan, you, you're, you're ahead of them. You beat them. Um, unless you get some other variables like, okay, if, say, Oklahoma had beaten Michigan but lost to Eastern Michigan, whatever. Then, then you, then you tally that and you factor that in. But if if all they've done is beat good teams and lost to teams ranked really high, then I think they get that nod ahead of um, those other teams. And Oklahoma has beaten Rutgers and Michigan, which are two really really good wins. So they find themselves much higher. Now there's teams like, I feel like a team like Missouri is one I'm looking at that maybe they they poke a little hole in. My process right now, I'm not sure. But at the same time, I don't know how a duel with Cornell goes between those two teams, and that's who they're directly behind. So I don't know. Well, it's, you know. I mean, because we just watch. All right, here's my thing. I I say that I'm starting with with tournament rankings, and Missouri just blitzed a Cliff King field that had Cornell in it. But they're still not ranked ahead of Cornell because um, Cornell has, like, two ones and a two, and that just has them higher. That's how tournament rankings work. So I don't know. Uh, that there may be one, but I think in general, it, it's approximately correct. Yeah, we're really geeking out. We're gonna geek out. Well, you guys don't like this? Come on, no, we're not. The people I, love, uh, no, people, I I love it. People love rankings, Willie. That's one. That's one thing. People love rankings. Do they love rankings process? I don't know. Well, they certainly complain about it enough. Is I know, it, right? Golly, um, I well, can't believe you. How many teams I'm biased against, according to these fans. <laughs> Penn State, Iowa. Um, I don't like Ohio State. I don't like Minnesota. Um, Oklahoma State. I didn't. I didn't like Oklahoma State, but then we signed that contract with them. Now, um, apparently, we're biased towards Oklahoma State. It's all guys. We dropped the number. You know, they drop, and so I guess we're. Are we? Are we still biased to get to? I don't know. I don't know. Jeez, maybe. I hope the 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 deal isn't in the balance now because I ranked them. Uh, fourth in our dual rankings. No, so, but seriously, I think uh, let me rant a second because I think it's 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 nice to like think that like 
it's probably fun as a fan to be like to create this narrative that there's a media entity biased against you. Like I think that's fun. But I, I just have to tell you so honestly how little I care about your team. Like, I don't care at all. Like, don't give yourself – like, honestly, when you say I don't like Team X, I'm like, you think I care about your team? I really, really don't. Um, it doesn't matter to me at all. What does it matter to me if if Penn State or Iowa or Oklahoma State is ranked high? It doesn't matter. It Like, I just seriously – you don't understand how little I care about this. So, um, yeah. How, how little I care about who's – I care very much about the work I do. But – who's ranked where I really don't care. Um, yeah. And I think wrestlers wrestling in general too, is always like us against the world. Uh, like, like it's some fan ultimate, bases more than others too. It's the ultimate bulletin board sport, right? Like everything is a slight. Every, everything is everything that's could be perceived as, as, um, against us is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and whatever, whatever works for you. Whether but it's, rankings, it's one thing if it's a wrestler, or a coach, like whatever. I get it, but fans, come on. Yeah, you know, what are, what are you doing? But fans aren't rational, and maybe I should just expect it. So let me ask you this: and, and there has been times over the years when I did high school team rankings that I was almost like, "All right, I gotta do, I gotta do dual meet rankings and tournament team rankings because they're so different." And um, it's so clear that this team is better in this format. But then I would change my mind and I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to do a composite one because um, <laughs> this is why. Team A beats be- beats Team B and Team B beats Team C and C beats A. And so, like, I, it's just you're just chasing down – you just convoluting things. How are you going to handle that? How are you going to handle when, um, I don't, right, just that scenario. Okay, so I, I feel like I, I'm not terribly worried about it, okay, because there's a couple of things that I believe I have an advantage in college wrestling that you don't in that there are, are a lot of common opponents, and I also have a very um, – data-driven tournament ranking that I can also sort of fall back on as a potential, you know, thing to look at. So let's say Penn State beats Iowa, Iowa beats NC State, NC State beats Penn State. But the thing is, not all though those things are all equal, they're not going to be equal in all their dual results. There's going to be a common opponent where maybe one beat one worse, or NC State's going to have a loss to Virginia Tech that knocks them down because Penn State beat... Virginia Tech and Penn State also beat Iowa. Uh, and these are hypothetical. These didn't happen. But I'm saying the things that probably will happen. Um, now, if it, they're all undefeated, they're all smashing uh, each other, I, I don't know what I'll do. Maybe it'll come down to me looking at uh, the uh, doing a lineup comparison. Maybe it'll come down to me giving the, the nod to tournament rankings i don't know what the answer will be but but i think there's going to be a lot of additional information outside of that a beats b b beats c c beats yeah a. i guess in in college you have the luxury of knowing almost all of the components yes you know what i mean like like um if the starter for this school at 157 is not a star but you you still know that he's like a number 32 guy say right where if Buchanan and Clovis duel, 
You don't uh, know they're 60 pounds. Yeah, right. I mean, they might have a guy and he was out. It, like, how do you fit, how do you do that too? Like, um, if a guy's out. In, well, in high school too. In high school, what makes it way more difficult is that this team might juggle their lineup. They might take a forfeit here to move this guy up there or insert a backup here and move this guy over here. And you know what? If they wrestled it again with their straight-up lineup, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. For, me, for me, a dual result stands on its own, regardless of the lineup shift, regardless of who's out. Because okay, dual so, strength is, is your depth, and it is your match strategy. Um, okay, so how do you how do you um, deal with this? Uh you know, Minnesota duels, I don't know, Pittsburgh and, and Minnesota's up by Minnesota's up by five mm -hmm. going into heavyweight and Mike Kroll tweaks his knee and Pittsburgh wins the duel by one. Yeah. They lost the duel. I mean, that's, that's what I'm going to do. You know, health and everything that's, that those are factors in, in duels. And I, I really, I really believe that's the, it, you have to go that way because otherwise, if you're looking at every duel match like that, it's not even possible. It's not a feasible project to look at every duel result for all these teams and then say, well, this happened here. There was an injury here. This guy was out here. It's not possible. So you are, are judged by the, the win and loss. And I think that um, ultimately over time gives you a, a really accurate picture. I don't know. That, I know, in, in wrestling, right, we do that. Like um, Now, what it won't hurt is their tournament ranking, right? Mike Crawls losing by right. injury default. That doesn't hurt him. You don't – I don't – Right, don't, that doesn't affect – I don't – that doesn't impact well, let, your ranking. Okay, let's say um, um, Oklahoma State is wrestling this team, and Oklahoma State loses a duel by one point, but Alex Derringer was out because his dog died and he had to attend the funeral of nice. his dog. That was very sad. I wish he was like taking a test instead. Um, or, I yeah, maybe he was taking LSATs or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, instead um, of burying his pet. I would say. I mean, now, now, a loss is a loss, but yep. like me and, and me and my buddy next door are gonna be like, yeah, they lost, but I mean, give me a break. They didn't have their starting quarterback. Right. Well, that's th them's the breaks, you know. Th having quality depth, having, um, you know, being able to absorb. When things don't go your way, when there's an injury, when there's a dead dog, I mean, those are the things that you have to um, account for. So, no, I, I – I hope people don't tweet at Alex Derringer saying sorry about your dog. Yeah, his dog's yeah. fine if he has one. Uh, yeah, so I think that it's a loss. You lost a duel meet, and that's what you're being evaluated on. What it doesn't hurt is your tournament rankings, and that's ultimately how we decide our NCAA champions. So these are a little more – I don't want to say for fun – I mean, all rankings are, are just fun to look at, right? But um, you know, it's dual, so yeah. it's it's differently. It's it's, it's viewed differently. But I I don't know. Do you, do you think I should? I don't know. Maybe. I feel I actually feel really strongly that that should not matter. Okay, it's your ballpark. Yeah. You, you do. I don't know. I don't know how you figure that out. You know, you're gonna have detractors either way. Yeah, I I'm really. I'm more curious than anything to see. You know, oh, Penn State loses a duel because um, Jason, Jason Nolf had to, uh, I don't know, mow his lawn or something. And, 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 <laughs> what if he did? 
And you Sorry, count. Coach and Sanderson. You should see the weeds are out of control, Coach. They were out of control, Coach. You know my hay uh, fever. You know how it gets. I gotta, I gotta keep this at bay. In the maybe, middle of, in the middle of January in the Happy Valley. Yeah. Uh, gotta do some lawn so, care. So, you know the Penn State fans will be like, and sort of justifiably, come on, Christian, we shouldn't be held accountable for that. We didn't have our big gun, you know. Um, yeah, those are the breaks, yeah. you know. I mean, well, if, then, if you don't have him in national duels, if you don't have him in national duels, what happens? You know, like. And then yeah, then you get the other team, and if you would hold, if you would take that into account, then the team that beat him would be like, "Hey, man, we showed up, we won, we won the duel." Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's that's my thing on duels. That's we that's... we we <laughs> we mowed our lot ahead of time. Yeah, we we got out in front of this thing. All right. Dual rankings. So, Check them out. They're on the homepage. Picture of NC State on the front as they are the number three team in the nation. People are like, it was kind of funny. They Not funny. I don't know what it was. But they dropped in the uh, in the tournament rankings after they after they beat Oklahoma State. And I don't know if people freaked out over that, but they might have. I didn't I didn't read the comments, but I can I can imagine they would. Um, so yeah, right, th- so that's them. Speaking of big duels and speaking of Dual rankings. There are some big ones this week, Christian Piles. Indeed. Yeah. Starting tomorrow, where it'll be Iowa taking on Rutgers at Carver Hawkeye. That's uh, cool. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a good one. Um, not the best home schedule for Iowa this year. I know. And I then was... this is maybe, uh, I don't have their schedule memorized, but this is maybe their biggest home duel, and it's on a Thursday. Like, that's, I mean, and they don't really get to make, you don't get to pick your schedule. I don't, with the Big Ten, it's went, it's kind of dictated to you. I that's, like, um, that's a, I know it's that's difficult. A I know it's difficult, but I wish there was more Wednesday, Thursday duels. It kind of puts it on a, yeah. puts it on a pedestal. It kind of puts it on, you know, what, you can watch, everybody will be watching you. Yeah. Right? As opposed to, um, doing it on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday when um, there's 17 duels going on and you can only you can't digest it, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah, I do. I do enjoy the Thursday duels. They're good for us. Gives um, us something to do and talk about and cover. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty decent duel. So I was yeah. What you're saying about I was home scheduled this year. Oh. For whatever for whatever reason. They didn't get a lot of top duels at home. I mean, they had the big one that maybe that you, sure. you're satisfied with. I mean, that Oklahoma State, I mean, you can't top that, right? But, you know, Maryland, South Dakota State, Rutgers, Purdue, Minnesota, Indiana. Tough teams, but, you know, no Penn State. Yeah, Minnesota's not. No Ohio State. Typically, Minnesota's, you know, a big one. Right. That's That would normally be the big one. A year ago, that's a huge one. Um but Minnesota's coming along. Actually, they kind of impressed me at, at Vegas. As as we as predicted here, after their Northeast duels, we 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 told you to simmer down with the yeah, Minnesota freak out. It's Minnesota. It's, it's a great room. It's Coach Robinson. It's Coach Agum. It, there's talent. And Jake Short was um was a nice well, nice John, uh, surprise there for them. Coach Smith said that to me too. Um, when I was in Oklahoma State last weekend, he said. Yeah, pick up that name. You just, you just dropped it there. <laughs> he said, um, 
you know, that Minnesota team we beat last week wasn't the Minnesota team that we saw earlier in the season. Their results earlier in the season. Like, he said they they wrestled tough. You know? Yeah, they did. They wrestled really tough. They're, they're a tough team. No no surprises there. So looking at the uh, the Rutgers duel, it, the, it doesn't really give you that many marquee, marquee matchups, even though both teams have good uh, good guys. I mean, uh, Ashnault against Logan Ryan, you really favor Ashnault there. Um, but it looks like a pretty solid 6-4 win to me for Is Iowa. that what it is? I haven't gone through the matchup. Well, I, I, there's not much in the balance to me, the way I view it. I think Iowa is a strong favorite at 25-33, 49-74, and... 97. Yeah, and 84, though. 84, 96. So maybe that's... Is that 7? Math's, math is but really hard go, for me, Willie. Go on the other side. Ashnall and, and Smith. And who else do you got? Uh, Parati. Parati. Uh, so, and I would, if Richie Lewis goes, I would favor him over Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. So that is four, six, four. But what's that's, Theobald, that's, what's that's, Theobald doing? The, uh, red shirting. Um, yeah, so I would say, I would say six, four, two, if Richie Lewis, hey, did you, what was Richie Lewis's deal? He, he was I, out last week. I don't week. know where he is. I don't know. I don't know. He's tough. He's yeah, really... he's tough. He's tough. Not ranked yet, but he's uh, he's pretty good. Still still needs to break through with a with a big win or two. But, you know, an, an interesting uh, – one reason I bring this up is uh, I was watching the the Iowa media day before this, and Sammy Brooks said that, that Rutgers likes to run their mouths a lot, which <laughs> I thought – that inter- that immediately like piqued my interest. I was like, okay, so this could get a little uh, chippy, a little contentious, and I always like that. I like a little tension. I like a little bravado and back and forth. And uh, I don't know that Rutgers likes to run their mouth. Sammy Brooks believes that they do. So, uh, hopefully that gets back to Rutgers and we get our- got ourselves a little, uh, you know, a little budding rivalry going as Rutgers is still a kind of a new team to the Big Ten. At- a team on the rise, nonetheless. Um, I think that's going to be an, another little added dynamic, especially in Carver Hawkeye. Um, could make it all the more uh, watchable. I, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited as we talk about this duel just to watch it. Well, that's not the only one for Rutgers. Um, uh, Nebraska, they wrestled the next day, and Nebraska's dual team this year is very strong. Ten ranked guys, um, which is um, the most possible. For those of you keeping score at home, so yeah, well, well yeah, ten. ten. Uh, sometimes Win Magazine they'll rank two guys from the same team. Oh yeah, they at, did that. At, they did that preseason. They did so, that. I don't know if it's the most popular. I guess you could have eleven you, or twenty. You, you could have twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Nebraska, you know, solid up and down the lineup. That is, t- I mean, Rutgers has to make weight. Back-to-back days. Normally, it's like a Friday-Sunday deal. That's like if you're on the road, typically, right? Am I wrong there? Like, normally, you don't go back-to-back days. Yeah, usually it's Friday-Sunday or, or, I don't know, Thursday-Saturday or something. There's a day in between there. Yeah, so they're going to have to make weight twice. So we'll see, you know, how Rutgers looks in day two. And we'll get to see Ashnault Abaddon Part 5000. How how about – hold on. I want to do the the lineup. I want to do the the Rutgers – Nebraska breakdown, but just looking at uh, Rutgers' schedule, they wrestle a good slate, man. Oklahoma, North Carolina, who's ranked, uh, Northern Iowa, Oregon State, 
Cornell, Iowa, Nebraska, at Minnesota. Um, that's filthy. You should have seen their schedule last year, dude. Wisconsin, Michigan. I mean, that's a good schedule. Yeah, they have a good schedule. Last year, their schedule was nuts. They had, like, I think they had Penn State and Iowa at home. Um, it, it was... It was a banana. Yeah, yeah. They had they had uh, Iowa, Minnesota, Penn State, and Ohio State. They were ranked one, two, th- five, and four in the country. Yeah. All all at home. So they're no strangers to a, a pretty tough schedule. But yeah, do you, you want you want to do the, the breakdown of the records? Well, the at least let's go you know, you said uh on paper six four Iowa over Rutgers. What do you what do you think? Um, Nebraska Rutgers is. I I hadn't done the math yet, but I would like Nebraska at twenty five and thirty three. Now here's the interesting one: is forty one, mm-hmm. Abaddon Ashnault. Now you think, man, Ashnault has looked amazing all year. Accurate. Abaddon has had some down moments. Accurate, but Abaddon has ha- has his number. Has well, you could say has his number. He's beaten him twice. Mm-hmm. Um and. You know that's that is worth mentioning. Now is now the time for is it a matchup thing? Is it Ashnall is just coming into his own now? I don't know. I I still and typically this is kind of counter to how I operate. I think Ashnall's just looked too good. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I I think well you're not ranking him. You're picking him. So I'm picking um, him. I'm picking I'm picking Ashnall. Yeah, I, I think I think you'd have to. I think everybody would feel the same way. So give give. Get, uh, you know. But don't be surprised. I think if unless you knew those results, you would probably say Ashnault all day. So don't be surprised if the the AA from Nebraska takes this one. So um, and in forty nine, I like Nebraska. Hey, they're, again. they're both. Is Abaddon an All American? Not yet. Not yet. All right. Um, all right. So so give forty one to Rutgers on paper. Forty nine Souflon and. Dippery, uh, I like Souffle. Uh, Fifty-seven, you go burger. burger. Sixty-five, uh, I'll take Wilson over Parati, though that's a probably a toss-up match despite a super, super toss-up there. Seventy-four, Barnes and um, not Gravina. No, um, I don't know. I don't know. Bukakis. Yeah, Bukakis. Um, I would favor Barnes. I would favor at eighty-four, T.J. Dudley at ninety-seven. Mm, I would probably favor Nebraska again, and at heavyweight, I'd favor Rutgers. So, so Nebraska matches up with them really well. Really well, yeah. So that's that duel. That's going to be a, a really good one, and that 41. I mean, this is going to be a thing like every weekend. There's going to be an amazing 141 matchup. Because, <laughs> every weekend. Because every... there's like 36 pretty good ones. So know, they're, they're going to yeah, hit every week. We've said this on shows before, talking about rankings, where there's like there's some weights where you get to number seven, and it's like, oh boy, or like, three, you know, like this guy, you know, this group isn't deep, and then there's forty one where it's like, wow, and you day. know that it's you, it's it's not only that there's good names and there, and there's depth, but you know that forty one at NCAs is going to be a circus round two. Uh, is will be bananas right away, and there's gonna be some great round one matches. But I'm I'm already thinking about like the potential round two matchups. They're gonna be bananas, bananas. Are, are, bananas. Is it? 
is it that deep, Christian, that we're going to get to the Tuesday after conferences or the Wednesday after conferences, and we're going to be like, uh, there's going to be 41s that are good that not, don't get in. Um, Looking at my watch list, yeah. I mean, here's here's some guys that are... Only on, get 33. Here's some guys that on, on the outside of rankings that I think are good. Hudson, Sabatello, Bannister, Tyler Smith, Rick Durzo, Kevin DeVoy, George Fisher, Brock Zacherl, Brock Irvin, All-American Daniel Neff, um, Brody Grothis. Is Durzo even ranked? I mean, no. Is... I said yeah. I mentioned him. Oster. Um, so that, that was 12 right there, just off the top. Just, okay, so that's 32. That's 32. So, yeah, there's going to be some – and with the, you know – you know, I didn't even say Dante Rodriguez. I didn't even say um, a couple of other guys that are that are pretty tough. So, you know, yeah, there's going to be really good guys. Extremely. So there there will be some tough tough dudes. So and every match matters at 141 this year. I mean, that's going to be the what gets you in. Some of these guys are going to need wild cards, and how they're wrestling or not wrestling now is going to play a huge role. And that's one thing for Brody Grothis as well, Iowa fans. As they're they are really yeah they're how put, about that they're putting their eggs in that basket, and I get it because he's he's slayed some dragons right but man you got to get him in there and he's got to be winning matches so he qualifies now well does he well no he's got a he got a place one forty nine is gonna send quite a few from Big Ten, um, you know just looking at it here, there's they're probably gonna get eight. Or nine, maybe automatic qualifiers. So you know, maybe not, but that it's gonna. That sounds good. Oh, just pay, place top eight in the Big Tens. That sounds a lot easier than when you step to the line and the match to go to NCAs is Alfred Bannister or Dan, or Danny Sabatello. Then it's like, wait, this is not that easy because there's a guy there and he wants to go too and he's pretty dang talented. So that's the kind of things that. You know, when you when you're facing someone that good, things can go go haywire. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know, just something something to consider. Um, good point. Um, okay, so one other like uh, huge duel, right? Um, this weekend, Ohio State Missouri. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, very big. And deal. that's that is that dependent upon who wrestles, or or it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, if Bo Jordan's out, is that still an awesome duel? Let's talk it out, man. 25, I think, is really good with Barlow Ooh, yeah. and, and Nato. Now, one thing that makes that match super, super interesting at 125, Barlow McGee is so – he's so good at reattacks, and I'm going to say he's reattack reliant on his feet. Now, who shoots a lot? Nathan Tomasello. So, Tomasello's got to be so aware when he's firing off attacks because he'll swing and a miss a time or two, and he can't be giving up a lot of reattack doubles. Now – our way in, um, maybe that affects uh, Tomasello, but I think we've seen it affects uh, it affected Barlow against Northern Iowa. Um, so there's a there's a potential for that one to be close, or there's a potential for if Nato's cut is on point, him running up the score if Barlow's struggling at, with our weigh-ins. Um, so that's a really interesting matchup. Thirty-three, DeJulius Sinnon. Um, Julius help. I have no idea. I, I think he is. I get the impression he is. I think probably just precautionary um, when when he defaulted out of eggs, though I have no idea. 
for sure zero inside information there. 41, Micah. Well, what do you do with 33? I mean, JDJ, clearly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. All day. And then at 41, you favor Micah over Manley, but Manley had himself a nice tournament, but Micah is just operating at a different level currently. All right, so there's first three Ohio State sweeps. Now Missouri's going to take 49 as they are still Steberless, and LeVon Mays looks really good there. 57, hmm, uh, I like Jake Ryan over um, the guy at Fortuna that Missouri's been using. So there's Ooh. another one for Ohio State. 65, oh, this is juicy, right? So, like, Daniel Lewis, I like him um, a lot actually, but not against Bo Jordan. But if they have a mm -hmm. backup against Daniel Lewis, he might pack him. I mean, he pinned yeah, he five pins dudes at Vegas. So that's one thing that could get them back. Now, then again, Bo could pin Daniel Lewis. That's, like, definitely an option. So we'll see if they go. Now, then 74, what's up with Bo? Still, like, Bo can change things in so many different ways. If he goes at 74... We got Bo Jordan, Blaze Butler, which I hey, personally where do you love. stand? Okay, uh, so Miles Martin loses a close one to Bo Nickel. Finals of Nittany Line Open. Yeah. What do you do with them? Are you pulling them? Yank them. I think. Yank I think so, man. Like I think so too. Here's here's my rationale, just strictly from a points perspective. Um, right? Are you maybe losing some points with Bo going down? Yeah. Is he guaranteed to win a title 74? I don't know. I don't think he's – I don't think so. But I think he's a strong favorite. At 65, I think he's he's going to pin so many dudes at 65 that I think he's going to make up ground there. And I think that's a point I've made before. And then if Miles Martin can really go with Bo Nickel, which is what it sounds like he can do. Well, if you're talking about – if you're talking about strictly points, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, uh, the, a case could be made. If let's say if Bo wins seventy four, and let's say if if Miles was in at seventy four and is round of twelve, it's it's barely, um, it, that's nothing, right? That's like barely factored in. Well, you can't say round of twelve because they're hoping and shooting for higher. Than well, that. sure, but you don't you don't ent you don't enter Miles Martin. Well, it's well, not a no brainer. Huh. Worst guys have finished in the round of twelve or outside of it than Miles. No, Martin. but you have to you have to think what their designs are. Well, you you have to think about how to how to maximize. Well, uh, you can't say no brainer is my point. It's not a no brainer. I mean, it's very the Ohio State coaches have has to. It's a no brainer that that would result in potentially more points. Okay, two two AAs is better than one AA. Okay, it's a higher potential. Okay, higher potential, but. It's less likely to happen. Bo Jordan is more likely to win 174 than place really, pin a lot of guys at 165, get second, beat his cousin, and have Miles Martin place sixth. Like, that's going to be harder than Bo. And then, you know, you lost a year of, of Miles Martin. So they have a tough decision. But I think with so many potential champs, I think you gotta you got to go for it if you're Ohio State. And I wouldn't blame them if they did. I feel like Miles... Has proven he's he's uh he's more or less ready to go, but we shall see what they do there. But I don't think we'll see him this week, and I think we see. Well, I don't know where we'll see Bo. I hope he wrestles. I'd love to see him wrestle Blaze Butler. I think that'll be a really fun match. 
Um, That'd be awesome. But you favor you favor Bo there at eighty four. I'll take Nicholas over Quartz. At ninety seven, I will take Jaden over Mark Martin. And at heavyweight, I will take Tavanello over uh, Romero. Okay. So, so that's that duel. Like I just told you what's going to happen. You don't even have to yeah. watch now, guys. 7-3 or something like that. Yeah, I think. Uh, depending yeah, on who goes. Both, both could All potentially right. swing that match. A couple other. We hit Iron Man. We hit some big duels in college. Uh, any other nuggets from the college scene this weekend? One nugget is Henderson McCotty. That's going down. Um, this weekend, huge match at um 141 could get Henderson back up into that top five. Could shoot Makati down, and this is one where yeah, Makati is ranked higher right now, but that's he has not wrestled hardly anybody this entire year, so he's kind of been able to hold for the time being. But Henderson will will have his say, and I believe these two have split. And yes, that's accurate. They've split in their career, so. Something to consider, definite. Anything to watch for from Wisconsin, Penn State? Wisconsin, Penn State. I mean, I'm curious uh, at 33, but I don't know what's up with Ryan Taylor. I mean, it's kind of rumor swirling. He might be out for a while, but I can't get anything confirmed. I can't get word. And at 65, uh, yeah. I want to see who Penn State uses with Rashid losing to Gino Morelli. I, I believe they still stick with Rashid against Isaac Jordan. Um Tough, tough spot there, but yeah, we all believe Rashid's pretty daggone talented. And then you have Bedlam. Bedlam, yeah, and and what bump Brewer up again to wrestle Heil. That was fun, wasn't it? At the All Star. <laughs> now, do you think? I mean, with uh, Oakley, Oakley State, there's some personnel things going on with um, thirty three, fifty seven, and forty nine. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jeffries definitely, and Jeffries might beat this current iteration of Kalika now anyways. So, you know, the last time, was it the last time we saw Oklahoma? I mean, the last time we, I saw them in a duel was against Michigan, and they looked phenomenal. Yeah. Does Oklahoma have a shot to win this duel? Um, if you give Milhoff a chance, obviously you like Brewer to bonus. I mean, he is, he's a big X factor there. At 41, I don't think that, no, they're not going to win. 49, they can win. I don't see them winning 57. Uh, Oklahoma, 65, they're not going to win. 74, I don't think they're going to win. 84, mm, uh, maybe they can win 84. 97, maybe. And Marsden went heavyweight. So it looks... uh, Larson's, Larson's beaten Marsden before. Has he? I think you were there. It what? was... <laughs> Could be. I watch a lot, a lot of wrestling. Yeah, well, Larson's beaten him, but Marsden has since kind of handle that so Oklahoma's, oh yeah yeah he he snuck that takedown late it won him the duel right it, it, right it was at oklahoma and um i think it yeah it won him the duel it did indeed so those that are was the first that was the first matchup of perry perry and Howell. Howell. yep right so that's that's all for that do you want do you want to circle back real quick to what we talked about yesterday on radio Real quick, sure. Um, I think you know we, we started talking about about forfeits, and some people asked why I gave. But they well, looped me in like I did. <laughs> some people. So we were talking about forfeits, and Penn State had a forfeit this week, and Iowa had a forfeit this week, and I said that 
I am not so upset about those forfeits. Um, and then people came, and Christian very clearly said he he does take um, he does not like those. He doesn't give them Iowa and Penn State a pass. And then people on Twitter said that Christian gave him a pass too. But that's not that was my fault. I take ownership of it, and I take uh, my response to it is. Um, it's a once in a blue moon. Iowa doesn't forfeit like ever. Penn State doesn't really forfeit ever. So, yeah. All right. If you want to, if you want to say I'm giving them a pass, I'm giving them a pass. Yeah, I'm giving them a pass. Yeah, I'm not, not accepting. But you know, I heard a um, and this it was an encouraging story. Um, Jason Borelli sent me a message uh, about how he how much he hates forfeits, how he thinks it's terrible. He kind of agreed with me to the point. That they had, so this is going back to 2010. Um, we all remember Nick Amuchastegui, absolute hammer, NCAA finalist, won the Elite 88 like twice because he's also a genius and a really good wrestler. But, anyways, he was the man at 65 for them and 74. And they, um, so this guy was their backup and their heavyweight was out. And Coach Borelli asked their 65 pounder. To, if he would wrestle heavyweight. So he had to like eat and drink and all this stuff. This guy was fired up because he just wanted to wrestle, right? He practices. Yeah. Practice, these guys practice all year and just like end up watching a bunch. So he's like, heck yeah, he did it. You have to weigh a minimum of 183 apparently to bump up to 285. So he like <laughs> drinks a bunch of water and eats food, I guess, and gets and up he there. he still didn't pass a hydration test. <laughs> he did not pass a hydration test. Uh, but he goes up and gets pinned. Um... And, and is that the worst? I mean, that's cool. That's like, you know, if I'm a fan sitting and saying, look at this little guy, man. He's trying He's trying to wrestle a giant. It's, it's crazy. Well, how's, what's he going to do? What's he going to try? Oh, well, he gave it his best shot. Whatever he lost. Like, let's yeah, do that. There's, there's valor in that, right? Right. Like, that's – think beyond – and that's the thing. You have to think outside of your team. And at least you gave the fan something to watch, right? Right. Give them something. Maybe that guy gets lateral dropped in, in like the most amazing way ever, and that's like the con- that's the contribution to the sport. So you just have to think outside of your team a little bit there when that happens, in my opinion. Don't you think? Like, you can't just think. Well, yeah, I mean, I I get it. I get why. You know, I say, I I shrug it off. I shrug a I shrug a Iowa um, forfeit off. Like, come on, I, I, do I really care? I no, I don't. I don't blame them for forfeit. And I and other people come out and say. Well, Willie, you're being hypocritical. Why should they get a pass? I, I, I get it. But at the same time... <laughs> well, I, mean, I just don't understand how... Why, why, why do I care? Why, why do, I was... I went Penn State are perennially like the two of the best teams ever with the deepest bench and roster and lineup. Uh, you know, the, the health of their program is not in question. Well, no. But the health of the sport often is. Um... Anyways, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in you, in this take. I mean, what what? Why can't you make? They've got a 65 pounder going up to heavyweight. Why can't a 74 and 84 go up? If not that Iowa doesn't have a backup 97 because they do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they could. Like, they could. Why, why not? I don't what, know. I don't know what. Why the can't a Penn State bump was? someone up to heavy? I just I, I just don't know probably, why. I know that probably the Iowa fans or the Penn State fans weren't like super like. Well, this is this is audacious. We came here to watch ten matches. Yeah, I know they do, they probably don't care, but I don't know. I think it's avoidable. And, and for me, anything that's avoidable, it's like sometimes things happen. And it's just completely unavoidable. But it's so rare that that actually 
happens. I, I guess that was my only point. I don't know. Um, uh, and, other, and other things we talked about last week, Christian Piles revealed that in the fourth grade he did Forrest Gump for a talent contest. Christian, what did you do in fifth grade? Fifth grade, no, I, I decided – I decided I, I left my jer- hung my jersey up in the rafters. You yeah. left your shoes on the mat? Yeah, I did. I took them off and I said, you know, I'll, I'll let some other dreamer have their moment in the sun. No, I actually, I lost in the spelling bee, which was devastating in fifth grade. Thanks for bringing that up. On, on that a Muchastegi. I missed a mucha- No, actually, you know what it was? I'm going to get really bitter real quick because I was, <sighs> at the time, I was like a kind of a renowned speller like i was good at i was not re- i was not really good at i really was i was you were renowned what around the circles of your county in in my in my in my class i was known as a good speller I, if they seeded that thing i'd have been the top seed but here's what happened willie we were reading as a class the lion the witch and the wardrobe okay are you familiar with the c.s lewis series yes okay well i was Asked to spell the word fawn. Okay? Simple enough, right? Simple. I didn't ask, and here's rookie mistake. I didn't ask for the definition. I've been reading this book where the mythological creature fawn, F-A-U-N, I've been reading that. I was in my day. So I was just on autopilot there. I'm listen, it's like round one, right? Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna pin this scrub real quick and I'm gonna move on. I'm thinking about the semis, right? But no, I was sleeping on it. That's why you gotta be ready. I misspelled fawn, F- I spelled it F-A-U-N, and was eliminated. Did you explain to them that it was a mythological creature? <laughs> it didn't come up. I They just double-belled me, and I was sent on my way. <laughs> they double-belled They you. hit you with the ding-ding, and you gotta go. I was... And it was, and it was, um... This was in front of everybody. International styles. So you didn't, there was no wrestlebacks. There was no wrestlebacks. That was it. There was no, uh, I had no one in my corner challenging, um, the establishment either. And and the winning word, get this. Maybe I this think the a, Russian and the Russian female referee was in the background. She was saying out, out with that. So so I blame C.S. Lewis and my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Uh, Young, for making me read that book and sabotaging me um, from spelling bee glory. And um, the winning word, uh, maybe this is an indictment on Churchville Elementary School, but the winning word was theater okay i mean i'm not i'm not misspelling that word okay you put me uh, that was my that was my turn i mean to is it t-r-e or t-e-r you can go either way no it's r-e did you say theater or theater i'm not don't don't pick on my accent i do the best i can um well what wow the things we learn on FRL Christian Files <laughs> was a renowned speller in the Churchville uh spelling bee circles. Um was uh, that was that like scripts approved? Yeah, the, yeah. The like I was yeah. you got a plaque. Scripts renowned. Yeah. All right. I'm leaving for Iron Man tomorrow. That's I R O N M A N. Why did you spell Christian that? Christian Files. I want to be renowned. Okay. Oh, I get it. All right, sorry. I missed the spelling. Jeez, it really took you. You didn't you didn't catch a segue there. Um You're supposed to say it, then spell it and say it again. Double bell. <laughs> Christian, where are you going? I'm staying home. I'm gonna stay at home. I'm staying home and watching Iron Man and trying trying to be a trying to be a good father to these kids. Raise I hope them up right. Played, though, all, all over your house. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next 
Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time on Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Make sure you're subscribed. Five-star ratings, the whole shebang. Hit us up with some feedback. I'm at CPiles8. He's at Willie at Flow on Twitter. Hit us up if you haven't already, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.